Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Everyone, welcome to My Millennial Money today. I'm joined by Azaria, who is the new host of Gen Z Money. Hey, Azaria, how are you today? I'm really well. Thanks for having me on. No worries. I thought I would, uh, you know, jump on, have a chat with you about, you know, frugal environmental hacks because I often listen to some of the Gen Z Money episodes that you do because, like, you're really like good with money, and <laughs> I learn. So I figured. <laughs> How does that work? You're meant to be the expert, Glenn. (laughs) I'm just, no, I'm not the expert. I'm just facilitating a conversation. Uh, So, if there's one person who's like nailed the frugal, stretching money heaps far, the hustle, you're it. So, everyone, if you haven't already, jump over and subscribe to Gen Z Money. It's wherever you're listening to this podcast. And I need to firstly, before we get into it, Azaria, I just want to thank Shopback. So, Shopback, they really got behind a heap of Gen Z money episodes. So, it costs money to edit all this stuff, all the podcasts that we do. So, I just want to thank Shopback for getting behind the podcast. Now, there's a link in the show notes of this episode. If you haven't heard of Shopback, click it and go check out the website. So, what it is, Shopback have thousands of online retailers. What happens is if you go to the website, you can install the Shopback browser icon and they will notify you if that online retailer is part of the Shopback network and you basically get cash back from your purchases. So, I just figure we're spending the money anyway online. We may as well get cash back into our bank account. So, how it works is Cashback have a heap of retailers that apply to be part of this global buying power thing because Shopback's an international company and then they will bring customers to uh, retailers and effectively get a commission And Shopback will split the commission with you and give you physical cash back into your bank account. It's awesome. So, if you are new to Shopback and you haven't heard of it or haven't tried it, click the link in the show notes and for any new people, you will get a $10 Kickstarter into your Shopback account. So, thank you so much, Shopback. You can check them out on Instagram. Uh, If you can't find them, go on My Millennial Money. We follow them. Uh, and you can hear more of what Shopback have to offer on Gen Z money. Now, Azaria, before we kind of get into these uh, frugal environmental hacks, we're going to kind of break it down, you know, water and the home, kitchen, living, personal stuff and fashion and beauty. We've kind of both put this stuff together uh, because, you know, you've got cool ideas, I've got cool ideas. It's also... You know, you might be thinking of stuff that isn't on this list. And at the end of the episode, we're going to read out some of uh, the popular hacks that people have said in the Facebook group. So, if you want to search uh, environmental money hack, uh, you can search that in the Facebook group. And there's a post there with um, so many comments. So, all that to say, Azaria, 
if you had your kind of opening comments about this topic, what would they be? I think just reevaluating our attitude towards consumption in general. I think we're all prone to overconsuming or indulging in things that aren't necessarily the best for the environment. And now more than ever, there are more options out there and they're often a lot cheaper over time as well. So I think being willing to maybe pay a little bit more upfront and seeing those long-term savings over time. Yeah, absolutely. And I've kind of got the view. I, I think the science is in or the jury's out or whatever that saying is, you know, climate change. I'm not a climate denier. That's what I'm saying. First and foremost, I'm not one of those people. I don't generally watch Sky News after 7pm or any of that stuff. Uh, but, and that was a joke if anyone's seen uh, Sky News on Fox after 7pm, it's wild. Uh, but I think we've got to do our best where possible to look after the planet, even if climate change wasn't real as just the stewardship of the planet. So, yep. if the climate thing was a big con job and scientists are making up stuff, awesome. I'm still going to do what I can to be a good steward of what I've got. So, that's kind of yep. my opening thing. So, some of these things I've just kind of put the around our home and, yes, yeah, some of these things like you might not own your house, so it could be harder, but just some of the tips that I've got here – for the home, you know, LED lights. If you are going to be living where you are, you have to research and make sure all your lights are LED. Mm. My home is full of LED lights. They do not draw any power. In fact, you could leave them on overnight and still touch them and they're not even hot. So, we need to know like when you touch a light and a light globe and it's like, oh, it burns, that's because it's so much energy. So, just from a burning energy and saving money with your power bill, I think LED lights in your home, it's a banger thing. And then like 15 years ago, they're all like yucky and blue and a yuck color, but you really can't tell now the text there. If you haven't already, and I'm kind of going to brush over these, Azaria, because these are kind of my points. Uh, and then we can talk a bit more about the points that you've got. I think insulation, uh, the good thing is like when you build a house now, there are certain standards, which is insulation. Uh, you've got to have a water tank. And I think that's so amazing. But if you do own a home and you want to be there longer term, what about making sure there's insulation in the ceiling? What about setting up a water tank? Yes, it is an investment, but I think you'll find it's it will pay off because your home will be a lot more comfortable when you've got insulation anyway. And it kind of means the reason why insulation is such a powerful thing is it takes the home longer to heat up in summer and then it holds the heat in winter. So, it's this kind of two-edged sword. I'm personally looking at uh, solar for my roof. Now, I, I did some limited research online per home they reckon you can install solar for five to seven K per house and the average payback time is about three and a half years. So, I think you need to be conservative when you're investigating solar, you probably should look at around a five-year payback time. Uh, I guess, Azaria, like if you were a tenant and you were renting somewhere that was a freehold property, do you think it'd be more appealing to you if it's like, oh, there's actually solar on this place, so the power bill is going to be cheaper for you as a tenant? Yeah, absolutely, because you've been considering that in the price of rent. If the rent's slightly higher, if it's if it's um, you know the same 
price for rent in two different places and one has solar, that's a huge savings. So that's absolutely a consideration as a renter. Yeah. So that's kind of why I'm doing it because I don't think I'll be living here for more than three years. Gosh, kill me if I'm still here in three years. <laughs> um, but, but I'm thinking I want to do something because for me, it's actually not about that break even money thing. It's more about, I think it's cool. We've got tech. It's good. Yep. So it's some of these things that might not be about the money might be just like, I've got the money. I want to do the right thing and, and help. This is a, an interesting one. Uh, not owning a dryer or microwave. Like, mm, do you own okay. any of those appliances? Look, I'm sad to say I own both. However, to my defense, the dryer came with the apartment. So I didn't have much of a say in that one. And to be fair, yeah, I really don't use the microwave much. You could use your stovetop for the same effect for most things. Or an air fryer. Yeah. I mean, an air fryer has changed my life. I really don't need a microwave anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jess uh, Pearson, our um, engagement coordinator, manager from Sima, who does all the podcast stuff, she's been like texting me all this stuff about the air dryer, <laughs> air fryer, whatever it air is. Fryer. <laughs> air fryer. Yeah, they're honestly the best. I think I bought mine about four years ago and it was when they were quite new. I think it was around $400 at the time. So it was a big oh, investment. Wow. I know. Wow. It's, got, it's so much cheaper now, thank goodness, but I use it all the time for everything. Reheating pizza even. Do they draw heaps of power or are they pretty good? I don't think they would. I mean, I only have them on for 10 minutes and then I turn it off yeah. and pack it away. So it's much yeah, more okay. efficient, I'd imagine, than an oven. Yeah. And this is another one from my own experience. I've got big glass double doors out like downstairs mm-hmm. and I don't have blinds on there because my backyard's really private and no one can see in, like no neighbours or whatever. And I've got an awning, but it actually, my house doesn't hold the heat in uh, winter when I've got the mm-hmm. heater on because the glass just sucks the heat out. So I'm actually going to be installing for next winter some big blinds over those glass areas. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a insulation thing. This is a bit of a pet uh, hobby of mine and I'll appreciate your insight just from a human level. It's finding the optimal temperature if you've got an air conditioner <laughs> and- I like I'm, I see myself as a bit of a, an air conditioner warrior out there, just trying to help people. And okay. a lot of times, if it's if it's really hot, people will go over, turn the aircon on, they'll put it on sixteen and put the fan on high and just go for it. Mm-hmm. What's your desired temperature? Like, if you turn the aircon on in the middle of summer, like, what do you go for? Well, right now I've got the aircon on because it's a bit stuffy here in Brisbane, and I've got it on yep. twenty four, and it takes a while for that to get to a comfortable temperature but that's perfect. Mm. 23 or 24 is good for me. What about you? Yeah, I'm going to go in 23. Nice mm. 23. It's just so good. So, all that to say, if you put your air conditioner on 23 and on auto fan, it will actually sort itself out. You don't just have to go over and do 16 and fan on full. And also look at the model and make sure you look at what the manufacturer, because they'll tell you the optimal temperature and fan mm. speed to have it running most power efficiently. Oh, that's so. interesting because I've always heard that it was a blanket rule of 24 degrees is the most efficient and anything less than that is going to suck your money. So, that's not true. I think it depends on what unit you've got. So, if you've got a big air conditioning unit, it's going to be easier to um, cool down somewhere. Mm. But if you've got a small unit, it's going to have to work harder 
which mm-hmm. could mean draw more power. Interesting. What else have we got here? I wrote um, a gas heater. If you're in a natural gas area, double check for winter, see if you can run a gas heater. In winter, I run my gas heater, not the heat pump on the split system air conditioner uh, because it's actually cheaper to run the natural gas. Cool. What else have I got for home stuff, Azaria? Well, you made this. Talk about upcycling. Yeah. I don't know if you're a TikTok user, Glenn, uh, but I've been obsessed with watching these upcycling videos. <laughs> so, people buy this um, this furniture from an op shop or off the side of the road and they're upcycling that. And although the materials can be expensive up front, people are doing amazing things with upcycling. So, that could be a good idea if you're wanting to decorate your home in a more cost-efficient way. So good. Uh, so presumptuous that you questioned whether I had TikTok or not. <laughs> Well, you haven't answered. I'm young and cool. I'm young and cool. (laughs) So back off. (laughs) Talk to me about your little plant propagation pyramid scheme. Yeah, look, so I will say over the last couple of weeks, that's taken a bit of a hit because they're looking a bit sad at the moment. Um, But if I really stuck through with it, I would be like the cool kids out there who are propagating plants and selling them for a profit. So every time I open up Facebook Marketplace, I'm seeing all these people selling off their little house plants and they're running these little side businesses from their home while making it a more... Uh, pleasant environment to live in. So, if you already have plants in the house, perhaps propagating them and actually selling them on could be a good way to make some money and be a bit more environmentally friendly. So good. And I think you wrote this in our little shared document with the cleaning and white vinegar. Yes. I love white vinegar for everything. So, just from Aldi, bought one of those big two litre bottles of white vinegar and it cleans literally everything. And I did see a few people in the Facebook group saying the same thing. Yeah. And white vinegar and bicarb. I think I clean my oven with bicarb and uh, white vinegar. Mm-hmm. Did it work? I think. I uh, can't remember. It was a while ago, but I think it did. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you. Okay. So, this is. This sounds really weird mm-hmm. uh, and I know I'm not the only one with this problem. It's kind of like I've got this medical thing that's embarrassing, but um, <laughs> but everyone kind of has it, so it's not embarrassing. I had in- uh, so, my main shower in my house is the ensuite, and a couple of times a year, I get these drain fly moth things. They're like these I little- I know exactly what you mean. I thought it was yes. just me. No, exactly. It's this weird medical problem. We're both human, Azari. We both have <laughs> medical problems. Yeah. And they're just so hard to get rid of. And what I did, um, I put a cup of bicarb in there, and then- a cup of vinegar and let it go. Mm. And then the so next satisfying. morning, yeah, and the next morning, uh, so you leave it overnight. The next morning, uh, boiling hot water to clear the, um, like the chunky bicarb left and then do that maybe a couple of days later and it just, it gets rid of them. I'm going to do that so, tonight. Amazing. Yeah. So bicarb and white vinegar, it, It cleans everything and it's vinegar, amazing on hot chips. So, (laughs) staying in the bath. English of you to say, Glenn. Do you have English heritage? (laughs) I'm white with the surname James. So, uh, (laughs) we can uh, put the pieces together. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do with it what you will. Um, Now, staying in my ensuite, if you're, and I haven't done this because my cisterns are actually not that huge. If you've got a big old toilet system, maybe you can put a brick or two or something chunky in there so it fills up with less water. 
Oh, interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, yeah. pull the top off the cistern, brick in, or maybe a bottle of something that takes up some mass and that will um, stop using water. The good thing is my water tanks at the house and any new homes, um, my toilets, my washing machine, and my outside tap is all harvested water. Oh, that's so, good. That's why I haven't really worried myself. There's another thing that people can do. It's pretty wild. And again, I haven't done it because I'm clearly evil and hate the planet. Uh, But you can place a bucket of water in the shower next to you and catch some grey water. Mm, That's a good idea. So Classic. Yeah. If you want to knock yourself out, do that. It just can't be bothered for me. It's in that basket. (laughs) Another thing that's um, good as well, if you want, use the grey water out of the washing machine get an extendable hose and take out to the lawn or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then finally, shower heads, make sure they're water saving. Mm-hmm. And if you're a landlord, make sure you upgrade all the water fixtures in your rental property to make sure they're water compliant. Because I know in New South Wales, if your house rental property has water efficient crap in it, you can charge the tenant for water. Oh, interesting. So, you couldn't normally charge a tenant for water in New South Wales? Yeah. So, if you- Yeah, basically. Yep. So, my last rental property, the landlord paid for water because it didn't have any uh, water-saving stuff on it. Oh, interesting. Water-saving shower heads and stuff. Yeah. It's a bit of a banger, that one. Mm-hmm. So, basically, that's kind of all I had from, you know, the home situation. I think water's a big one. My favourite is the LED lights, insulation, and I think vinegar. This episode sponsored by vinegar and bicarb soda. <laughs> I wonder if Aldi <laughs> will sponsor us with their brand of white vinegar. Hell, I can be bought, so whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you have around like the kitchen slash living stuff? And I guess I'll say like we're, we're not going to cover everything, but we're just kind of using this podcast as a way to get you thinking about the different areas of your home and life and ways that you can uh, think of your own environmental frugal money hacks. Yeah. Well, I think kitchen is my area of expertise when it comes to frugal money hacks and being environmentally friendly. So, I found that I've definitely saved a lot of money on my groceries from cooking from scratch, which can seem initially more expensive. But once you get all the spices and you've got that part of your uh, pantry built up, it's a much, much cheaper way to eat. For example, my groceries are about 50 bucks a week um, and I've managed to keep it at that level for over a year now. And that's just from cooking from scratch um, and not buying any processed items. So, that for me is much, it made much easier um, as I don't have meat or dairy, which is probably the most expensive part of your grocery shop. Um, So, doing more things like stews, soups and just food from scratch has saved me a ton of money. And I'm being presumptuous here, like you were with me not having TikTok. Um, (laughs) I'm presuming that you don't have a family of 12 living with you. I don't have a family of 12, just myself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so what you're saying is preparation, the whole everyone craps on about meal planning on this personal finance stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, and you're saying it's they crap on about it because it's real. Oh, absolutely. If I don't spend my sun- Sunday meal prepping, my whole week's a mess. 
Um, so definitely Financially just, and organisationally. Exactly. <laughs> I skip meal prep and suddenly I'm spending 20 bucks a day on food. It's an absolute nightmare. So yeah, if you can dedicate two hours on your Sunday or your Saturday or whatever it is to just doing some meal prepping and cooking from scratch, you'll save a ton of money. You're going to use less plastic because you're not buying all that processed stuff and you're probably going to be healthier for it as well, which is great. Do you know what I've got in my pantry that I take to the supermarket? They're these little, um, they're like little net bags that you can put the beans and loose crap in or whatever, vegetables. Yeah, yeah that's a so, great idea. And I guess because you don't eat meat, that's inherently good for the environment. Yes. Yeah. You could go into a, a whole different episode just on that. But yeah, you know, there's evidence out there to show that it's a more environmentally friendly way to eat if you're cutting out meat or even if you're just having a few meat-free meals each week. That's That goes a really long way. And full disclosure, I had a steak for dinner tonight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, well, <laughs> but but there's a but. I uh, I actually I really cut down on my red meat. Like I don't think I've cooked steak in over three weeks. Well, wow. and it was such like I bought these really little bits of steak because I figure you don't actually have to have this big ass chunky leg of steak. Like you can mm-hmm. actually get something quite. Small And for me, the reason I do have protein in me, I'd be a vegetarian if I wasn't lazy. Kid you not. Glenn, you would be a vegetarian if you could have vegan nachos for every meal because I've seen you eat vegan nachos and I know you enjoyed them. I love (laughs) them. Oh, my God. I I would be a vegan, but I'm too lazy. Straight up. (laughs) But you live in – surely there's vegan things around you. You live in like the prime area for it. Uh, There's a few things, but um, (laughs) yeah. Anyway. Okay, so what about what else have you got for the kitchen living area? Um, so growing your own herbs around the house is a really good way to save some money and also, again, uh, reducing the amount of plastic that you're getting from the supermarkets and even community gardens. So I know near me there's a community-run garden, which is super cute, and you can go there for getting your herbs and stuff. So that's really helpful. And I'll raise your two points about saving plastic and saving money. Usually crap you grow yourself tastes nicer. I've got a dwarf lemon tree out the back. And Cute. it is so yum. The lemons, it's just wild. I've got a blueberry tree. I've got passions. I've got like, it's a it's the Garden of Eden, modern day <laughs> at my house. Love it. Except there's, except there's no nude people walking around. <laughs> Another thing that I have nearby that I think a lot of people will probably have access to as well is those bulk food stores. So you take your glass jars or your bags and you can buy things um, without any plastic at all, which is usually cheaper by the kilo as well for things like lentils um, and all that kind of thing. Yeah, I had this weird thing. Like I've just – tell me if it's – it probably is wrong, but I had this weird thought that those bulk food places – like they just look expensive because it's like really nice and organized. Yeah, they're really fancy. It's actually cheaper. It depends on what you're buying, but yeah, I find that they're generally a lot cheaper, uh, especially yeah. for a lot of the weird vegan things that I like to eat. Also, when you're cooking, if you're cooking a lot from scratch, you'll be using a lot of veggie scraps. Um, so instead of throwing them away, what you can do is actually just uh, give them a wash, store them in a plastic bag in the freezer, and you can use that to make vegetable stock in the future as well. So just thinking of ways that you can recycle and reuse you know, all of your waste is a good way to save some money and help the environment. So, okay. So, so you're saying like if I peeled some sweet potato Mm -hmm. and cut the ends off carrots or whatever, I can stockify that stuff later. Yeah, absolutely. Why, why get rid of it when you can use it for everything that it's worth? 
Wow. I think someone in the group said something about a worm farm and all that as well. And as well as that, I believe that all leftovers can be reinvented. So if you find that you're ever throwing out food at the end of the week, you've done it wrong. If you have leftover, let's say, uh, spaghetti bolognese meat, make a spaghetti bolognese pie. Why not just do something with it to avoid throwing it in the bin or freeze it for later? It's funny. Like the more I do this podcast, like I know I joked about, you know, I'm just here to facilitate. Yes, I am. But the more I do this and the more people I talk to about topics, whether it's these frugal enviro hacks, whether it's career stuff, whether it's managing your money, whether it's your life, whether it's your mindset. You know what, Azaria? I reckon it's this underlying theme of being active, being engaged and being dialed in to these areas of your life. Absolutely. Sometimes, you know, even listening to my millennial money, a lot of the things I'm hearing, I'm like, oh yeah, I know that, you know, that's common sense. But sometimes you just need to hear it to have that reinforced and be reminded of that something that you should be doing. Yeah. I made a note here under like the kitchen and living, and I know we're going into summer here, but you know, before you flick on the heater, throw a jumper or a hoodie on. Yep. Pretty simple. Save an extra an hour or two of energy consumption. Yep. Absolutely. All right, we're going to take a break. When we get back, Azaria, I want you to talk to us about, you know, some of the personal and fashion beauty stuff. And then we're going to read some comments from the Facebook group. Sounds good. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. We also have a panel of trusted mortgage brokers we can connect you with to get you into your first home, an investment property purchase, or to review your current loan if you don't have a broker. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers, and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. Okay, cool. So, with some personal things that you can do to save money and help the environment, revamping your clothes and learning how to sew, that's something that I am yet to master, but I am convinced that I'm going to use all of my TikTok hours to learn how to do that. So, TikTok, again, is a great source of inspiration. Same with Pinterest and YouTube in terms of not throwing away clothes once they get a rip because we all know that fast fashion is a huge problem environmentally that we're facing today. Yeah, I freaking hate fast fashion. I hate it that much. I couldn't even pronounce it. <laughs> you couldn't even be bothered to pronounce it. It's not worth know, your time. I'm not giving it the time of day. Uh, yeah, I'm absolutely the same. Um, and I think buying secondhand is, is has always been a favourite of mine. Ever since I was younger, I loved op shops and that's still, still definitely a favourite of mine. So if you're needing to buy something new, um, even if it's like a work skirt or something like that, um, I'm always just searching on Gumtree, eBay or Facebook Marketplace to see if anyone's selling that exact item secondhand. Why not? Did you do much op shopping when we were in the States at FinCon? No, I didn't get the chance. There really wasn't much in Orlando. I found that Orlando was quite oh, just disney yeah. you know what I mean? freaking hole. It's just like it, concrete oh. conference centers and old people. That's literally all that there was. But then I went to San Francisco uh, another time and I managed to score a pair of cherry red platform Doc Martens Genuine for $7 from Goodwill. I walked straight across the street to the Doc Martens store and I put them on the counter and I said, are these real? And they said, yeah, where on earth did you get them? Seven bucks from Goodwill. I love America for that. (laughs) Pew, pew. Uh, (laughs) Hello to all our Americans listening. Uh, You'll know who your new president president is at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) And as well as buying things secondhand, if it comes to things like books, um, I love just borrowing them. So, I don't know if you've read that book, Glenn, Your Money or Your Life. Have you read that one? By Vicky Robin. 
think that might be the one. Yeah, but I yeah, know transferring that your relationship with money. I'll put a copy in the show notes. So if anyone wants to read it, oh, it's bloody old. It was originally pub- published in 1992. Yeah. So apparently, this book is kind of like the Bible and the origins of the whole fire movement. So that's something I've really wanted to read for a while. But instead of going out there and buying a copy, um, I've just decided to post in one of the fire community pages and to see if anyone in Brisbane has a copy that they can lend me. Saves money, saves the environment, and I still get to read the book. Also, how good are Facebook groups? Jump in like, I'm sure there'll be a Facebook group for like frugal enviro hacks. Should we make one? Why not? <laughs> Let's, <laughs> Let's do be it. trailblazers. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> we can all learn from each other. And then obviously uh, Gumtree, eBay, Facebook Marketplace for selling old stuff instead of throwing it away. You never know what people are looking for. It can be the most random thing. So before you go to throw an item away, just chuck it up on Facebook Marketplace and see if anyone wants it for free. I reckon my best frugal money hack slash enviro hack, I don't know if it's heaps enviro actually, but it's pretty frugal and money hack, secondhand crap from affluent areas on Marketplace and Gumtree. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's just the the riches, they just discard stuff. I just love the crumbs from the riches table. That's all I'm after. <laughs> it's a modern day version of what my mum would used to do. She used to drive us in Adelaide. They'd have hard rubbish day where you'd put out your old furniture and it would get taken away. That's what yeah. we would do. We'd go to the rich areas and we'd just score some bargains for around the house. I hated it at the time, but now I can respect the hustle. One of my old neighbours like years ago, their whole business was they had a truck and they went and collected scrap metal. They were scavengers, professional scavengers. And then they scrapped the metal. Anyway, I got her number and if I was cruising around or whatever, I was like, oh, there's a barbecue. And I'd be like, I just text like 29 Smith Street and like (laughs) she'd like, thanks. And then they'll go and swoop in and get the barbecue. That's so cool. Are they still doing that? Oh, yeah. I still see the truck going around. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Legit so cool. professional scavengers. <laughs> so, what have you got with this fashion and beauty thing? Yeah. So, you may have some things to throw into here as well, Glenn, being that you are such a fashionable and beautiful man. Um, <laughs> Thank but starting you. out, <laughs> first thing is ditching makeup wipes. So, I ditched makeup wipes about a year ago um, and I switched to face halo instead. And these are little reusable face pads. Um, They only use water and they wash all the makeup off perfectly. So I just store that with a bar of soap, very old fashioned bar of soap, wash that in each use and use that to remove my makeup. Um, And they last for months at a time. You really don't have to be rebuying face halos or similar to take off your makeup. So that's a great one. Yeah. So I'm looking, uh, and again, it's this in, it's kind of this play. It's like, I want to do something for the environment. Sometimes you're not doing it just because it's cheaper. Uh, so, I'm looking Face Halo Pro, which obviously is the ones I have, uh, a pack of three <laughs> for $30. Yeah. And that will last you a year, I reckon. So, 30 bucks saves you tons of money and no waste. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that would actually save you a crap load of money. Yeah. yeah interesting. That's great. Look, I am guilty myself. Sometimes I will be tempted to brush my teeth in the shower, which is a complete waste of money. I don't need to be washing my whole body while I'm brushing my teeth. So making an active choice to remove my makeup and brush my teeth before hopping in the shower is probably a good way to help the environment. I don't know. What do you do with that, Glenn? Washing, yeah, brushing wh- your teeth in the shower or out? No, ne- never have because I, mm. I'm not brushing my teeth with warm water, please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like... I I had this bad habit of 
leaving the tap running while I brush my teeth. Mm-hmm. How bad's that? So yeah. I don't do that anymore. Uh, I brush my teeth before I jump in the shower and turn the tap off while I'm brushing. Smart. Love it. Do you, uh, like what type of toothpaste and what type of toothbrush do you use? I have a normal toothbrush because I haven't yet gone and upgraded to the electric toothbrush that everyone goes on about. Do you use an electric one? Nah, they tickle me and make me sneeze. (laughs) (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. I can't use an electric one. Yeah, it like vibrates like my sinus and stuff. Because I think it's the same way, like you look at the... um, Sometimes you look at the sun and it makes you sneeze. Mm. I think it does something to my senses or something in my head. Um, oh, I see. But I'm going to get Jess to put in the show notes. The toothbrush that I use, uh, we'll find them, find them on Amazon. They're a Swiss Ultra Soft. It's cute. You've got soft, you people. You've got to try the Ultra Soft uh, <laughs> and they're amazing. And nothing to do with environmental or Yeah, I was just thinking planet. that. I was just thinking, oh, you know what? There's a not so fun fact out there that every toothbrush that has ever been created still exists on Earth because they just don't decompose. Really? Yeah. It's a sobering thought. Maybe I should fact check that. But you think about how long it would take for a toothbrush to decompose. Probably takes longer than they've been around. I'm just Googling it now. Yeah, that, oh, no, can't, you're kind of right. They do decompose. Eventually. Yeah, 400 years. <laughs> so, what's your problem? Were they, were they using toothbrushes 400 <laughs> years ago? I don't know. <laughs> um, possibly. But, no, they, they do take over 400 years to decompose. And just on that whole decompose thing, keep cups and all that stuff. We're coming out of COVID. If cafes are starting to use that stuff again, I've, I've been using the Husky cup. I don't know if there are anything special. I've got a glass keep cup. Don't be, and if I may, Azaria, uh, don't be fooled by this stuff where they advertise that, oh, this coffee cup decomposes. Mm-hmm. It will still take a hundred years. Like <laughs> it's, it's like, it's wax, it's plastic. Like, yeah, sure. They've bench tested and it's, you know, I, I would just say where possible use a, um, a cup and even the cafe around the corner, Flarenco, they give you a fifty percent discount if you uh, bring your own cup. That's a big discount. Huge. Amazing. Huge. <laughs> Milena and I always use the. I wish everyone could see your hand gestures. Because right we're now. rich. <laughs> we're rich. <laughs> Love it. Um, And one more thing I'll throw in there for the people out there listening who have periods, period underwear. Uh, It's definitely growing in popularity now. Great way to help the environment. You've got Mod Body, you've got Thinks, there's a bunch of brands out there and even Bonds have jumped on board the period underwear train. So check that out. Yeah. And I know Hannah who does the podcast, You To You, You To Me, You To Us. She has talked about uh, that type of stuff on one of the episodes. Oh, Look, okay. I'm not going to I'm not going to say I listen to every episode of that podcast. Uh, <laughs> I am going to say I've listened to a lot because I've been in the room when they've recorded a lot of those, but uh, mm-hmm. it's been a wild learning ex- experience, that's for sure. Absolutely. Anything else that you want to add there before I bring up Facebook group? Um, yeah, I think my overall message would be, I know when I first started on my journey of being a bit more environmentally friendly, what I would do is I'd go out there and I'd buy um, a brand new cutlery set that I can transport around with me or um, 
a glass straw and all that kind of thing. And I end up actually spending more money for things that I probably already have at home. So say, for example, you're you know, going out and you're buying a metal straw, but you've got a 50 pack of plastic straws in your kitchen cupboard at home. I mean, you might as well you know, you might as well use those straws before you throw them away. So just use what you've got until you run out and then go out and buy these environmentally friendly alternatives because otherwise you're actually just wasting more. I I can't wait to the point in Australia where all straws are banned straight Agreed. up. It's very uh, American. I really don't think that we need to be as obsessed with straws as we are. But I know in America, you get given a straw regardless whether you yeah. like it or not. And also, like, I I could not tell you the last time I purchased a bottle of water. I actually have one of those. I've got a Frank Green bottle thing, like a mm-hmm. silver thing, yep. a water bottle. Uh, yeah, Azari was like, yeah, yeah, it's a water <laughs> bottle, you dickhead. Uh, and, then, and then I've got also, and I think that's 750 mil, and that fits in your drink holder. And then I've also got a bigger Yeti one, which is the litre. So, mm-hmm. often... In my car, if I'm like driving to Sydney for the day or taking the four-wheel drive out, I will, again, it's this this prep thing. I'll just prep and have water with me. So, there are so many things and I, I do like your overarching comments. It's like, yeah, you don't have to throw everything out and cause a problem if you've, you know, to move to this, but it's this mm. progress. I guess for me, I don't tend to live a, a strictly frugal life. So, for me, a lot of this stuff that I do, it isn't about, you know, pinching the pennies. But for me, it's like, no, I can do better for the environment and I should and I will. Yeah. Yep, and, and it goes back to like, yeah, if I run the figures uh, and when I drop five or six grand on my solar panels here, I it's not actually a money play because I won't be living here that long. Yeah, I might get a little bit extra per week rent, but I'm just down to get some some solar panels and and do what I can. Yeah, love it. I think we should all be doing that. Now, I've got the um the Facebook group open. I'm just going to read the comments with the most like likes. Wija Hassan says bring your own container and refill shampoo detergents, soaps, grains, nuts, peanut butter, olive oil, etc. from shops. Love it. Uh, I haven't I actually haven't seen a shop where I can um, refill containers, but there's a heap of comments there that there are, uh, particularly around like shampoo and stuff. Yeah, Caitlin Morse says 85 cent bottle of white vinegar, it cleans everything. Charlene says insulation, rugs, curtains, foam around the doors and door sausage or whatever it's called. Yeah, so that's that's funny. I actually recently, just this season, installed like at the front of my door, a small gap under it. It would just cause a vacuum and take all the heat out of the house. So, mm. I installed a, um, I screwed it in from Bunnings, like a door flap thing. Oh, that's a good idea. I always, I noticed that when I first moved to Australia and I was a kid, because we always had them on our doors in England. And I just thought mm. maybe it was just an English thing. But yeah, that makes sense. It was to keep the heat in. Yeah. Melinda Lane says, eating less meat. And here's like, here's an actual, um, a good strategy. She says, start with one meatless meal a week until your cooking ability improves. And then you you just gradually eat less and less. Yeah. Meat-free Monday is a really popular thing as well. People Ah. avoiding meat on a Monday. It's a good way to do it. MFF. Yeah. Yeah. MFM. No. MFM. Yeah, MFM. (laughs) <laughs> well, I didn't do that today, did I? Uh, is it Monday or Tuesday? It's Monday. It is Monday. Uh, 
And apologies, everyone. It's late at night when I'm doing this and I'm a bit fried. So, that's why I can't <laughs> get my words out. Uh, Jane Bell says, use what you have before you replace it. So, like what you were saying, don't go out and buy a new glass Tupperware to be eco-friendly if you've got a cupboard full of plastic already. Absolutely. Zero waste starts with using what you have. Geo says, being plant-based is the cheapest high-protein diet ever. Stop buying protein powder. Uh, number two, easy to wash my long hair with a bar of shampoo made in Australia. It lasts ages and ends up being cheaper. Yep. You can get those from Lush. Keeping a worm farm instead of buying fertilizer. Uh, grew up in Thailand. So, showering with four liters of water in a bucket is normal to her. Uh, equivalent to running the shower for 30 seconds instead of two minutes. Wow. And number five, a menstrual cup, which I guess we can circle under the period underwear uh, as another handy tip. Yeah. I have old Makona jars filled with microfiber cloths with a mixture of water and vinegar, dishwashing liquid, and a few drops of essential oil. We use them instead of paper towel slash disposable cleaning wipes. Just wipe it over the kitchen, bench tops, bathrooms, wherever, and then chuck them in the wash. Okay. So, that's interesting. Genius. So, using a, a water vinegar essential oil mix uh, with reusable cloths, also, another one, Azaria, someone did mention, and I know from experience, uh, my mum, when I was a little fella, she was obviously poor, you know, growing up, single income family. Mm-hmm. She didn't work. Dad did. Her and my aunts, they all used cotton nappies and just washed oh, them. Yeah. Yeah, that's coming back in fashion now. You're seeing a lot Is of people. Is it really? Using re- yeah. A lot of people are using reusable nappies. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You might even use them if you have a big night out and are going to go to sleep for a few weeks after it. <laughs> <laughs> Reusable adult diapers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. There, there is so much uh, in the Facebook group. Just search environmental. Uh, Brie Cook says, and I haven't even heard of this, beeswax wraps. Haven't mm. bought cling wrap for years and the wraps last for ages. Yeah, you can get them from all those environmental stores. Yeah, and use them to cover your bowls in the fridge. Much yeah. more eco-friendly. There's another shout out for the Makona jars for all sorts of stuff from Rebecca Bly. Oh, look, so much in there. Well, thanks, Azari, for having me get a fun. And again, thanks to Shopback for really supporting Gen Z Money. And this was a bit of an intro to... Gen Z Money and who Azaria is behind the microphone of that podcast. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you'll probably cover a bit more of this stuff with Gen Z Money. So, what's in your mind for plans for Gen Z Money podcast? So, we've got a huge, huge list of different topics that we're wanting to get through. So, this week and next, we're going to be filming a ton of episodes, going to be doing some interviews with some young people who are absolutely smashing it with their finances and finding out how they're doing that. Um, And other things just like how to manage your money when you get your first job, how to manage money in a share house, things you should do before moving out, all of those type of topics. And we're even going to touch on things like how to start investing. We've done an episode on credit scores. So, just making sure that we cover um, all the bases. We're super excited to get all of that filmed so good love it so much well azaria thank you so much for joining me tonight for a bit of fun and i hope this has just made you question yourself i've certainly questioned myself on a few things around this old shanty town of a house that i've got here of what i'm going to do yeah me too and i'm gonna definitely 
ask my parents if I can have one of their Makona jars and start using that for good. <laughs> and Makona jars, it's uh, it's the it's the glass jar of really crap coffee. <laughs> yeah, look, I don't drink coffee, so I don't have any jars at all. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Love it. Thanks for your time, Azaria. And you can check out Gen Z Money wherever you're listening to this podcast. And we'll put a link in the show notes for the books that we've talked about and the ultra soft toothbrush that I use. (laughs) All right. Bye-bye. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits and pay respect to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. My Millennial Money supports A21, a charity focused on abolishing slavery and human trafficking all over the world. Check out a21.org.au for more info. If you would like some other giving options or if you're unsure about which charity you can support, head to thelifeyoucansave.org.au. If you're looking for a super fund that puts its members' interests above all else, choose a super performer, Sun Super. With low fees, strong investment returns, and great member services, Sun Super is Super Ratings 2020 Fund of the Year and has <laughs> also been awarded me, by Money Magazine, Canstar, and Finder. Find out more at sunsuper.com.au forward slash M3. You can join Sun Super online in under five minutes. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.